0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Manaz Javid, uh, President and CEO of of Mana Foundation. Uh, Thank you so much, Manaz, for being in the show. Really appreciate it. Very happy to be here. Thank you. And um, Manaz Javid here is a professional with a doctorate in a 25-year career background with Microsoft, Avanade, and um, now with Mana Foundation. So, Basically, um, Manazi here stands for freedom, equality, justice, and working towards empowering students, especially girls, through yes. education. So we have a very purposeful individual on in the show. Again, thanks for being Michelle. the show. So the thing that I'm really curious about is where are you getting this um, drive and motivation in building what you have right now? Like,
1: where did it come from? Well, I, uh, I think that we are all product of our own experiences. Mine has been a, an incredibly rich experience with a wonderful family uh, who were very, very keen and uh, intent on educating their children uh, to not only succeed academically and professionally, but also to give back to the community. So the whole idea of Applying what you learn also to the well-being and um, betterment of our collective world has always been a part of my life experience from the day <laughs> from the day I was born. I think so. Um, my parents uh, worked very very hard to make sure that I had the best yeah. education possible, which really defined uh, my career path from the very beginning. Um, and uh, and then, of course, uh, their way of life and what they did all throughout their lives set the example. Uh, so that really, my life and experiences and what I have done is really an expression of um, what I had, what I learned from my parents and their lives. So that's where I get my drive, having seen, um, having seen the impact of education, but also having seen. Um, um and having experienced our own responsibility to give back to the community as a part of that educational process.
0: That's pretty amazing and what is the the mission uh, of and goals of Mona Foundation because what I said earlier it's going to be up for over six
1: years now. Well Mona Foundation was founded in 1999 uh, myself and a a very small group of people at that time, um, having been in a place in our lives where uh, we had, uh, you know, reached a milestone and wanted to do something also to give back to the community. So it was founded in 1999. It was a year I graduated uh, with my doctorate, and then or later another year in 2000 I graduated with my um, uh, with my degree, and then it started. Um, teaching at the University of Washington software and um, uh, computer software and systems for a while. And then started a career at Microsoft, but uh, it was founded and I have been concurrently uh, while developing my career, also contributing to Mono Foundation. So that's the history of the founding of the foundation. I joined, I left my career and the professional career uh, in uh, 2000, end of 2017, because Mona Foundation had uh, achieved a milestone in our growth and development, where we were, we were at the point of scale, and we needed to really reorganize the uh, the, the the team uh, and organize our systems, processes, tools, people, everything, to in order to sustain the growth that we were anticipating. So my board asked me to um, consider a hiatus from a a professional career, well, from from my technical career in a way, and move into uh, lead the organization Mona Foundation to really build it for the future. And so in the past six years, I've worked and served as the president and CEO of the organization. And I'm Mm -hmm. really, really incredibly thrilled to see the growth and development uh, of the organization on the three fronts that guarantees the sustainability of any organization. First of all, um, the people, um, the the, the team that actually uh, keeps this organization ticking regardless of who sits in what chair and a very strong board that understands global development importance of education and gender equality, but also has at its core commitment to building a um, a ethical generation of uh, leaders for our future. So ethics and service also being a part of our commitments. Uh, So people, the first, and then of course, process and tool. As we know, um, we live, uh, I think from the day that Bill Gates said, uh, a computer on every desk in in uh, in, in um, nineteen eighty five to this date. I think that the whole entire world and the way we work and play and manage ourselves um, uh, <laughs> is defined and uh, led and changed by use of technology. So uh, in order for any organization to actually advance itself and its goals, mm. uh, technology has to be a part of, the equation. I mean, it's essential. It's not a. It's not an if. It's a. It's a what, and it's the how, and it's to what extent. So, it was I was very intent uh, that first of all build the team, uh, second to make sure that our processes were uh, clear and defined, and uh, and also um, robust enough to carry ourselves uh, forward, uh, and then of course have the tools and technologies that. Enable us to scale and be efficient, uh, accountable, transparent, um, and and uh, enable scale, and that's uh, and that's where we are at right now.
0: That's uh, pretty amazing, and you actually provided a structure right there: the the, the people, um, the processes, and let's say like the tools, like the cutting edge tools. So scaling um, a business as what you've said, it's not just like actually scaling a business, but having a purpose and like providing value to people and growing it. So what, I'm just curious, what's like the the greatest challenge that you you experience in building Mona Foundation and like, how do you overcome
1: that? Hmm. So I think that uh, building a nonprofit um, it's a, a, a defi- entirely different business than building a say technology based organization like like mm. like Microsoft like any other corporate uh, structure because here uh, you're not only uh, you're the value add it's not money the value add is improvement in the lives and in in the betterment of the communities the transformation of the individual the family the community and. Um, hopefully, by educating the, the you know educating leaders that can actually change the fortunes of their own countries for the better. So they what defines um, uh, the uh, you know the, the systems that you need and the value that you add is different than than a for profit for profit corporation. For us, the greatest challenge was to leverage uh, leverage what the tools that we had at our disposal, whether it is a CRM or a um, don- donation processing, any other system made available to the nonprofits to build the bridge and build community between those who give, those who are actually doing the work of development at the grassroots, uh, corporations, the foundations, individuals, groups, organizations, and bring it all together in this global community of change makers that actually support the local community to build its own capacity to lead change. I think that that is the the greatest challenge is how do you translate technology as a facilitator of enabling this relationship that that was going uh, uh, um, going to help us Uh, achieve our purpose of um, making life better for every child so that no one goes to bed hungry. You know, it's that simple. So I think that to really um, uh, um, use and leverage technologies Mm -hmm. to be able to um, unite, to bring together, uh, to enable, to facilitate, to translate to, uh, into actionable step by step pieces, uh, where we act, where we saw the value of every dollar given, uh, equal uh, and multiplied by the value of the results that uh, that our donors were seeing. So I think that that's the greatest challenge <laughs> that uh, that, we, that we faced, and, and, <laughs> and it we it are Eventually still facing-
0: became like the strength. That that's, that's that's amazing. So this is one of this kind of Mona Foundation, like a uh, navigating um with this um area so um in addition to that how do you keep up with the uh latest trends and development um especially i'll just bring it in about uh, like ai around i know it's been around for a very long time it's just got more popularized um right now with chat gpt so that that, that's my question how do you keep up with the latest trends and development
1: well i think that mono has differentiated itself from inception from being a leading uh, non in the space of global development because of the way of staying in uh, you know and ahead uh, and and in line with the developing technologies i mean i have a bit of technical background i understand and i was you know my doctorate was on um, impact of technology on the way we play and live and learn and and so I've always been incredibly cognizant of this tool available to us that would, uh, you know, there's always there's some bad stuff on the side, but also the the power of it is enabling us to multiply efforts and, and to and to facilitate and to augment. I've always been very very well aware of that AI. Is uh, is you know right now as you say it's become popular, but it's been around for a while. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. from the day they started putting those very irritating uh, voice recording on our <laughs> as uh, to replace the customer service to this day, AI has been has been leveraged to be able to uh, to to um, um, create efficiency and productivity so how do we do that i just you know it's a passion of mine and i think that anyone who doesn't understand technology or the impact that it has uh, or it can have a, a ai included on the on the business uh, it's not going to be around another 5 years so um AI. Um, right now, we are all training. <laughs> all of our staff members are being trained on how to leverage AI and the prompts, and understand how to leverage that in order to be able to do our job better, more efficient, uh, and more um, more um, more uh, impactful. You know, effectively. So, um, like I said, I I think it's a I think technology and AI included is a part of our lives and essential for the okay. development and growth of any organization, including nonprofits. Amazing, amazing. And
0: can you share some success stories or, or example of the impact uh, the Mana Foundation has had? On
1: uh, impact of the organization? mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Okay, impact of the organization. Actually, it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful story to be told. You know, it's always, um, you know, I think that every one of us wants to make a difference. I think there is, I don't know of anyone who does not want to make a difference. It's how do you translate your good intent into actual changing the lives for the better not only academically, not only professionally, not only economically, but also socially and ethically, you know, how do you do that? We all want to do that. And I think our story is an incredible uh, example of a very, um, it's a, you know, an, an example of a, example of a, a leading organization in this space in that with the, you um, uh, just the mere budget of 2.7 million, uh, we impacted the education of 1.7 million students mm-hmm. uh, in uh, through uh, 26 grassroots organizations in 15 countries. And the only reason and the way that this is done and has been done or can be done is to understand certain guiding principles that has to ground uh, charitable giving. One of which, for instance, is that, you know, it's, it's it uh, the people at the local level own, have the responsibility and the capacity to lead their own development. So as a nonprofit organization, the best we can do is to find proven local organizations that already know their problem, already know the solutions to those problems, help them do what they know best how to do and support their capacity building to do more every day, in not only by their own work, but also by working with uh, the like-minded organizations within their own communities, with their, you know, with the businesses around them, with other and ministries of education to really not only change the way we think about education, but also mm-hmm. help them understand that learning the lessons of equality and oneness and justice has to be concordantly taught alongside math and sciences. I think that this this is the only way that we can actually see change. So in our eyes, development and change is not only about economic prosperity, but um, but also changing the hearts and minds of people about how we view ourselves as one people, how we uh, do not consider ourselves North, South rich or develop developing, uh, you know, we know they don't, we're, you know, um, we have monopoly on truth. They don't, do you know what I'm saying? It, it, so change that mm-hmm. dichotomy of us and them and, uh, uh, or, or we and they to us as a community that is intent uh, and is mission driven uh, to create sustainable change. And uh, and I think that that is a great example of a impact of Mona Foundation, but only because of the approach we're taking, that we have taken. Mm. Uh, Supporting grassroots organizations, supporting their capacity building to do the work they know best how to, and then fund in the way that supports their development plans versus our ideas of development. At the same time, focusing on evolving this concept of education to, um, you know, not only uh, teaching academically or you know create doctors and engineers, but also create a next generation of generous. Leaders that care about others as much as they care about themselves.
0: That's just um, uh, pretty amazing. And me listening to you, it really sounds like you're. It really sounds like you're coming from a place of abundance and sincerity. So it's just, it's just amazing. And and how tools. about
1: like, and the, and truth experience and truth. And truth. i'm just stating what we have experienced and what we've seen i'm not trying to uh, create a promotional podcast you know but this is the honest truth and our mission and our and the impact we're making
0: i agree and that's what i totally feel about it so that's just pretty amazing and how about like the core principle that you have not just uh with the company that you're building but personally so what's like the very core principle that you've build what you have right now from like your core principle in life. It's it's pretty general. And I know the answer to this is probably along the answers that you provided earlier, but I just want to be specific Hmm. about it.
1: No, I think that uh, actually, um, I think that it's, it's a very good question and a very, um, at, at least I can personally say, I think if I have one singular core principle that and value that has guided every step that I've taken from the very beginning, it's been this, this core belief, this foundational core belief, that we are member members of the same human family inhabiting a common planet. And it is that that transforms the relationships that I hold with everyone that crosses my path. That translates who I am in uh, wherever I work, Microsoft, Avenat, or now my uh, or uh, or in um, at Mono Foundation, and translates into everything I do. Uh, that is the core belief, and really, it's a core belief that I was given, really gifted by a deep faith in. Um, um really believing that there is you know we're all members of the same human family there is one God, one religion like the chapters of the same book we're all people like the leaves of one tree um and once we get that in our head, you know once it becomes a core belief, once we understand that oneness, uh, then we become the most powerful and the most inspiring and the most because that it that appeals to our, who, who we are and how we are uh, genetically coded in my mind. And so that's who I am. That's what I believe, who I am, what I do, how I do it and why I do it.
0: Uh, again, it, it's amazing how we are coming from the, the the place of like, again, sincerity, truth and abundance. And what you have here is not just uh, a company, but like a purpose and and, and a passion. So what you've provided um, to us, Nas, is it's like, I can consider it as a liquid gold. So what is like the, the piece of advice that you can provide? Because we have like a lot of small to medium-sized business owners in software and tech companies. So for those who are um, wanting to, to to scale further this, their business, what's the one thing advice that
1: you can uh, provide to them? Well, um, um, like I said, I think that overall, um, the grounding of every organization, corporation, foundation, whatever, the grounding has to be a set of values that guide that work. You have to have that. Mm-hmm. But once you have that and you have defined your purpose and your, your goals and, and, you know, your guiding principles and your objectives and your, your you know, your, um, your North Star, you know, once you have defined that, then you have to have the tools that enables you to get there efficiently, Productively uh, mm. and transparently, you know those those three are incredibly so. Without great tools, you can't do that. And I just have to say it: there are in the non profit world, they, the non profit world lags the rest of, for the uh, for profit companies in how. And what is available to them as technology so we are just getting there you know i just we're just getting there what is available to for-profit companies is much more robust than what they give us you know Uh, i think that uh, um, the understanding technology and understanding the system that helps that organization to do their work and actually have a dashboard that allows them to see what it is that they just did yesterday and the result of it and why and 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 be able to drill down to analyze to diagnose to uh, and to address. I think it's essential to growth and development. You can't, you know, mm-hmm. it, there is you. I don't. I cannot see a company um, surviving another five years without really mastering this art of. Finding the right systems for their organizations and leveraging it. I know you you represent Salesforce. I totally agree. So I have with that to one. say something about Salesforce here. I know CRM. Mm-hmm. I know CRM upside down and sideways, but uh, uh, but and I've been through that. I've been through the ringers of implementation of CRMs and they're nightmares, you know. As it was the implementation of uh, Salesforce mm-hmm. nightmare. However. Um, Salesforce and nonprofit piece uh, is the most powerful that I have come across um, in providing our business with the, um, uh, with the um, analytics we need in order to make informed decisions. And, and the, it's complex but incredibly robust and uh, and uh, once you get somebody to that understands you uh, that and uh, understands the CRM to help you implement that within the organization, we couldn't be here without CRM right now. Mm-hmm. We would not be here. We would not be able to understand our donors, our organizations, our support systems, what is possible and what is not without having that technology at our disposal. There are other technologies without which we would not be able to function as efficiently and effectively as we are right now. But fundamentally, um, writing a IT strategy that not only supports you now, but will support your mission five years from today, I think it's essential for growth and development. And another poor of liquid gold
0: that we have acquired today from you, um, Manas, and- you have a pretty, pretty rich, um, experience. So really, really glad that we have you in our show. So if anybody wants to connect with you, uh, partner with you, reach out to you, what would be the best way to do that?
1: Well, uh, we have a wonderful website. You all can go and check it out. Um, uh, uh, monofoundation.org. And, uh, there is a contact information there. You can contact us. we very happy to help mm-hmm. and support, uh, or provide information. I think, um, I invite everyone to take a look and uh, let us know what you think.
0: Definitely, definitely. We'll be including that in the show notes, linked in the show notes of this um, podcast episodes, uh, episode. And to our listeners, uh, it, it's been a, a pretty quick conversation, but again, you provided us a super insightful um, ideas. And I'm going to keep on repeating it again and again. Um, it's like a liquid gold from someone with very rich experience like you. So to our listeners, if you made it this far, uh, thank you so much for sticking with us. And if you got any value from today's episode, uh, we would love to get a rating or or a review where you get the podcast. And if there is someone uh, in the midst of growing their business or thinking about starting a business, uh, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you've learned, go ahead, implement and execute it. And we want to hear about your wins. So let us know. So again, Manaus, thank you so much for um, being part of our show and giving us those uh, super insightful ideas. Well, thank you very much for having us, and good luck to you all.